podcast but probably the most fitting welcome to the only podcast that i know of dedicated to making fun of the mom world and we're gonna do some real shit because you know uh, i know a lot of you are tuning in and you're like where is that's deep bro i loved that show and i want to thank everybody who listened to that's deep bro um you know that had a, a time and a place for me as a project and um and I think I've, I just need to move into a different chapter, you know, because because uh, I, I got deep for so long and uh, well, they're all still up. They're, they're still it's all going to be there for you. So I will not take down that deep bro. If you want to go back in the archives and relive my misery of the last few years, uh, basically, it's me being in therapy. But this show is <laughs> is different as we are going into motherhood. I am growing up. I am evolving. And I'm going to and you guys are my friends because I have no fucking mom friends. So um, I don't know. I'm hoping to make like a mom community with this show. Uh, this show is going to be led by you, the listeners, the viewers. You guys send me your things. Where my mom's at. Uh, is it where my mom's at podcast or just where my mom's at? Where my mom's at at gmail.com. There you go. Send me your mom fails, your mom questions, uh, your struggles, your fears, your hopes, anything. And I will put it on this show and we're going to have a great dialogue. Uh, I sounded like Garth Brooks. Anyways, come see me do stand up live September 5th, Milwaukee, September 6th, Chicago. 7th Boston, Massachusetts, and October 3rd through 5th Nashville, Tennessee, and then November 22nd Seattle and November 23rd Portland, Oregon, finishing out the year the Ride or Die Tour. Tickets at Christina P. Online. Crazy, crazy year. This episode of Where My Mom's At is brought to you by Michelin. Moms and dads, we've all been there. You're driving down the road. Your kids are napping in the back seat. You're thinking about what to make for dinner when suddenly another car swerves in front of you. You slam on your brakes for a split second. You're terrified if you'll stop in time. You want tires that perform well with every stop, and that's where Michelin comes in. Because stopping safely consistently matters. The average family will stop, and often emergency stop, some 20,000 times per year. Michelin, unlike other brands, builds their tires to perform every time. Across every diaper run, pickup, drop-off, and road trip, when worn Michelin Premier all-season tires come to a complete stop, some other worn tires are still traveling over 15 miles per hour. Michelin is the world's leading tire manufacturer. They are dedicated uh, to enabling mobility and safety for all parents driving around with their loved ones in the back seat. Michelin has a rich 125-year global history and an unwavering dedication to provide products and services that make driving around with your families safer, more efficient, and eco-friendly. So next time when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier All-Season Tires. Michelin, performance every time. Support for where my mom's at comes from roomkey.com. Roomkey is a hotel search site dedicated to transparency and travel. No misleading information and no tricks hiding in the fine print. Did you know that most of the big travel sites are owned by two huge multinational companies? All of Roomkey's employees can fit into one hotel room. 
Roomkey took a hard look at the online hotel industry and they didn't like what they saw. Tricks, half-truths, and misleading information were making it harder than ever to know if you were picking the right hotel or getting a good deal. Roomkey has tools that make hotel search easy and gimmick-free. It's the only site that shows you a range of exclusive hotel loyalty rates so you can get a better deal on your room and have a better stay. And when you're ready to book, Roomkey takes you to the hotel's website to book direct. Do you know that that is such a big deal? Speaking as somebody who travels for a living, I always book uh, directly from the site. Uh, which is a better way to secure your room, your rate, and your loyalty points without the worry of lost reservations. That's why I love RoomKey. Transparency, hotel search without the gimmicks, hotel booking without the runaround. That's how RoomKey makes travel work for you. Head to roomkey.com slash WMMA today to book your next trip. That's roomkey.com slash WMMA. Thank you, RoomKey. Thank you, Michelin. So anyways, let's get into it without further ado. Um, I just have to tell you that I, I feel as though I've changed as a human being a mom. And by this, I mean, I'm not as dark anymore as I used to be. And I don't know if that's because of like, I have to care for two little people and, um, I've softened. I've so- like I still listen to the Clash, man. I still put a fucking brick in it. But now, when I see like somebody being a douchebag in public, I think to myself like, "Oh, that's somebody's douchebag son, or that's somebody's douchebag daughter." You know, at one point they were a baby, and gosh, what you know, I'm becoming more empathetic. And uh, in light of that, I've also become lamer um, the older I'm getting. And um, this last weekend. I got into Taylor Swift. Don't judge. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that is so lame. Yeah, it's lame. And you know what? I'm a middle-aged mom and I'm lame. And I I freaking love Taylor Swift. She's so cool. Oh. Moms. <laughs> not like a regular mom. Yeah. I'm a cool mom. I'm, I'm not a regular mom. Um, I really like Taylor. She's very positive. I like her messages. She's an inspiration. And I'm also on TikTok. I know some of you know that you follow me on the gram. And I like uh, Willow Smith too. What the, who am I? Who am I? I'm wearing baggy sweatshirts with tigers on them. It just happens. I'm into fanny packs. It's just part of being a mom. It makes you normal. Okay, so um, I'm gonna open with this clip. I got, uh, well, who sent this to us? This is from uh, Liz B. <laughs> I love, she sent this to me. You got, okay, let's just roll it. It's so great. Yesterday, we were going to a water park And my four-year-old was watching me change into my bathing suit. And he said, Mom, your boobs are growing. They're getting longer. (laughs) I wanted to shoot myself in the head. (laughs) But instead, I put on a bathing suit and went to the water park. Hey. It was fun. Atta girl, Liz. Did you hear? That's a two-part story. I was in the closet one time with my older son, Ellis. And I took my bra off. And he just started pointing and laughing. So I totally understand I love it. It's just it's just a fact. Your body just gets trashed after children, if, especially if you have them older and you just, you know what you do? You go to, to Nordstrom or, or wherever, somewhere nice, and you, you get a nice bra. You just have to get fit. I swear to God, because so many of us are still wearing the size bra that we had on, you know, in high school. And girl, your titties changed. Um, you need to go get your bra fit properly. 
But good for her that she got in her mom bathing suit. That's what's up. And you have a good time. And that's why I love that clip, Liz, because yes, your your boobs are now mushy and soggy and hangy and your body's destroyed. But that shouldn't stop you from having a life and having a good time because you sacrificed that body to have amazing children. You gave the goddamn miracle of life. You should not feel uh, ashamed of that. Okay. So not as long as we're into tits, I'm sorry, breasts. Let's talk about, oh, I got this. Uh, is this a voicemail? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this woman submitted a great breastfeeding mom hack. This is great. The one and only mom hack is breastfeeding and co-sleeping. Anytime my daughter would wake up hungry, I'd literally roll over, drop a titty in her mouth, and go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm surprised she made it. She'll be seven this summer. Yeah, see, I've heard this before. I have friends that do that. They co-sleep with their babies, and then you literally wake up in the night, and you just pop up your shirt, baby latches on, and then you roll over and go to sleep. Now, I would have loved to have done that with my children, except the person I sleep next to is a huge grizzly bear who has no sense of um, space and he snores very loudly. There's no way we could have kept an infant alive sitting or sleeping between the two of us. So great, great mom hack. The only thing I would say uh, is that eventually it gets hard to sleep with a baby um, in between the two of you and you may want to fuck again. <laughs> Oh, oh, um, so my producer has a question. He says, when do you move the baby out of the bed? He, he types to me on this magic screen. You move the baby out of the bed. If you, if you decide um, to do sleep training, which is something I've done, and I thought I'm going to get into it on a, um, a few episodes from now. I'm, I'm bringing in a doula, actually my doula, who's going to explain sleep training and how that works. Um, around 12 weeks old, the baby is, that's three months old for those of us that don't do math very well. You can stop co-sleeping and put the baby in the crib and you can begin um, the process of sleep training, which is what we did. I kept the baby in a bassinet next to me. I did not put the baby in and, um, oh, forgot. Oh, but that, now I'm so maxing me. Just say it to me. Stop typing. All right. Well, that doula was in the first oh, episode. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is, a, is this episode two now? This is episode two. Oh, for fuck. It's all right. We're doing this out of order. But you know what? You're a mom. You, you're you doing the best you can. I'm doing and we all appreciate it. Motherfucker. Thank you. I got no brain. I don't. I didn't sleep last night because my baby woke up three times in the night. I'm barely hanging in. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. We, we just we spoke with Missy. But uh, anyways, there you go. No judgment on these uh, co-sleepers, but it does ruin your life in the long run. <laughs> it can. I mean, I know stories where people, they co-sleep and then a year later, they're still co-sleeping and the husband's sleeping on the bed and ay, yeah, yeah, no good. Okay, let's do this next voicemail. This is a question. Um, this is what would what would uh, Christina P. do, right? I thought we're going to do that. Oh, for You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Okay, let's play this voicemail. Hi, Mommy. Um, Father's Day just happened, and it's real weird because my dad's dead. And my mom, like, I don't have a great parental example from either of my parents. And so now as a dad, I was wondering, how do you, like find yourself uh, as a mommy knowing that like you look back at your parents and like what the fuck were they doing you know and you can't really ask them for advice so what what do you do because i don't know what to do oh jeans i'm sorry mommy uh yeah that's a really tough 
tough thing. Um, you know, Leanne Kreischer and I both grew up with mentally ill mothers. Um, my dad is an alcoholic, so I totally get it. Um, and what, what I've done is really just get my ass into therapy. No lie. Like that's number one is get yourself, get thee to therapy. Uh, because you're going to repeat a lot of patterns unconsciously if you don't um, repeat them, meaning you're going to do the same shit to your kids that was done to you. And also what no one tells you is that raising children, the reason it's so difficult, yes, it's physically exhausting in the beginning, but it's emotionally exhausting because you're constantly being triggered by whatever it is the kid's doing. Because let's say uh, your parents are two. You, I'm sorry, you were two when your parents divorced and now you're raising a two-year-old. Like just having your kid be the age that something traumatic happened to you, it can like bring up all your issues. So you really should go to a therapist and kind of try to do as much housekeeping as you can before you have a, a little one. And secondly, I've learned to just really like trust myself because, uh, you know, you have all the answers unless you're severely fucked up inside <laughs> Um, if you're, if you're generally a healthy enough human and you got your act together, you should be able to kind of navigate it intuitively. And if not, if you don't feel like you can trust yourself, look to your examples. You know, I was so fortunate enough. I had this great family, my friend Shauna, um, you know, I hated being home. And so her and my friend Jenny, I would, I would go and live at their houses basically for like days on end and I learned to I watched how they parented how her parents parented them and how they interacted and I was like whoa my family is definitely not this way um but sometimes when I'm sitting I think well what would Shauna's mom do like I literally go like oh I wonder what Shauna's mom would do here um yeah and you can read a bunch of books I've read a bunch of parenting books but quite honestly I find them to be very annoying <clears throat> like there was this one book I read that kept saying the phrase emotional muscle. It was like, you need the emotional muscle, emotion. And I was like, I'm going to blow my goddamn brains out if I have to hear the stupid catchphrase. Um, there's another great book out there called The Good Enough Mother um, about good enough parenting. And um, that's been really helpful for me as a perf I, I tend to be perfectionistic with my parenting because you know I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either I don't think I don't think anybody knows what they're doing quite honestly from what I'm learning is that we're all kind of winging it and we're all just hoping that we don't raise sociopaths <sighs> or serial killers or drug addicts right okay next what is this one this one's a, an email uh, yeah this is an email from Sarah oh my gosh <laughs> oh this one's great yeah so I, she writes, hi, Christina. I don't know if this is a mom fail. I would call it a confession. I'm a new mom and being home alone with my newborn required me to do some pretty desperate things. I'm sure others can relate. One of the most memorable things I did was finding myself having to take a massive shit while my baby was asleep on me strapped into her baby wrap. And this was not a normal shit you can just hold in. It was the morning coffee shit that comes without warning. So I sat on the toilet doing the deed with her strapped on. She slept through it all. Poor thing. Can anyone else relate? Sarah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I have a joke about this in my act. I think I've taken a shit with both my children sitting on my lap. Um, bonus points if you breastfeed at the same time. That's called the Milwaukee milkshake. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's nutty. It's nutty because they don't they don't want to leave you too. And there's and it goes beyond the newborn phase, and then it goes to the toddler phase where they don't want you to be away from them for more than two minutes. <laughs> um, and so you have to shit with a toddler 
And sometimes I used to have two dogs, a toddler and two dogs watching me. And then, um, and what's the best part is that eventually they will torture your husband the same way. And Tom in the beginning was so resentful when Ellis would be like, I want, I want to go with you making a poo-poo. Um, but now he just has to, you just have to let them watch you brown. And also, I, yeah, hey, I don't show him my b-hole. I don't show him my vagine. I don't think that's appropriate. But um, you eventually your toddler is going to want to see your poop too. So be prepared for that one. That's another one the books don't tell you. Um, Ellis is obsessed with seeing our poops. He wants to flush his own. The is like, what? Um, they want to see it because they're, they're grappling with um, pooping themselves. So yeah, I've pooped many times. Have you pooped with your baby or toddler sitting on your lap? Go ahead and... Uh... <laughs> Send me a voicemail. So, so how do you deal with that when your with kid what? when your kid wants to see your poop? I mean, do you yeah. let them see it, or uh -huh. do you kind of convince them that you know that's not something that big boys do or something? I mean, how, how what do you, do you navigate mean? that? Well, you but, well they're learning about making browns. So I, I look. My theory has always been like, if you don't make a big deal out of it, and if you're open, then they won't make a big deal out of it too, right? Like I, I just let them see my dumps, quite honestly. And Tom shows them his dumps too. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't think so. Right? Because how else do you know how to make a brown if someone doesn't... Time to get... <laughs> Whoops, that was a mistake. <laughs> Guys, this is episode two. We're still learning. <laughs> We're still learning. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Uh, yeah, you have to learn somewhere, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm of that school. Now, when it comes to like the masturbation talk, I don't think Tom should show our son. <laughs> this is your penis. Okay. Next, what do we, what do we have... Ooh, now oh we my have, gosh! We have a really fun voicemail. This one's crazy. This one made me, this one made me LOL and then CRY because I'm like I can totally see this happening to me. I would die. Hello, my name is Jessica, and uh, when my son was pretty young, I don't know, three months old, my, and my first and only child, I had him in the bassinet and I took a shower, but all my clean clothes were in the garage in the dryer so I left him in the bassinet and went out to the garage with no clothes on and got <laughs> locked in the garage and all of the doors and windows in the house were locked and I had to go to the neighbors in a coat and a towel that I found a beach towel and a bright orange hiking jacket to the neighbors in tears to call my husband to come home from work and and let me in to get my infant son. Oh. And there's been many more fails since then because he's five and a half now. So, oh. have a great day. Oh, I, that's my worst nightmare. And I can totally see It's now time for How I Almost Killed My Kid This Week. <laughs> I know. We should have played that before the voicemail. Yeah, we're still figuring that out. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> but that's totally. I mean, that's my worst. My worst nightmare is actually taking my kids somewhere and then locking them in the, like leaving them in the car and forgetting, like going into a store or something. Ugh, like I, I still have panic attacks where I'll be, I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, ah, I've forgotten the kids somewhere, the baby's somewhere. Um, oh, it's so horrible. I can't imagine. I haven't been locked out naked yet. Have I been locked out? Yeah, of course. I hide keys now everywhere. That's another part of my um, crazy mom brain. I hide keys strategically in the backyard because it's fucking scary okay so um a woman named hope wrote in 
Oh, no, she left me a voicemail, but then it cut her off. So with the magic of technology, I'm going to call this person back and let's hope they answer and we can have a discussion. She asked a question about um, at-home birth versus hospital birth. What the F? Do you do we want to allow to use the internal microphone? Sure. Sure. Okay, it's calling. Do you hear it? Oh, here we go. Amazing technology. This is bananas. This is blowing my mind. Hello? Hi, is this Hope? Yes, it is. Hi, Hope. It's Christina P. How are you? I'm great. You? Hi, good. Thank you for talking to me. I'm so excited. You're my first call on uh, where my mom's at. (laughs) Oh, you're my first call on any kind of podcast, radio show, (laughs) anything. Oh, how exciting. So... First of all, where are you calling from? What part of the world are you in? Indiana. Indiana. Indian apple tits, right? That's the city I know. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... So you're, you're preggers. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, 26 weeks. Ooh, that's the best time. That's like when uh, you're in second trimester, so you're probably looking all cute. You stop barfing. How, how's it going for you? I'm good. I hear it. It only goes downhill from here, though. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get heavier, you're going to get fatter, it's, it's all down here from here. This is the, the peak. Yes. Now, are you healthy? Like, are you having a healthy pregnancy so far? No complications? No, no, no complications, luckily. Good. So what was your question? Because when you left me a voicemail, it cut off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I kind of had two questions because I was, I was kind of rambling about my own opinion about whether or not I should there should be an at-home birth or um, an in-hospital birth Mm -hmm. and then also uh, I just asked if you had any issues with nurses because a lot of people in my family have like just being (laughs) generally yes rude yes oh my gosh let's start with the second question first I have had nurses who changed my life who have been there was a nurse on my second my second birth my son Julian who would so lovingly wash my vagina that I fell in love with her. Like after you give birth, um, they have, they wash your vag for you cause it's all blown out, you know? And this nice lady would just lovingly, um, use that bottle and just spray warm water on my vag. And like, she would talk to me and like sing to me. No, she didn't sing to me, but, um, I was like, I think I love you. Can we do this again tomorrow? And I, uh, yeah, and then there were nurses who would complete see you next Tuesdays. Um, so I would, here's what I would, if you can, have someone in the delivery room with you. Let's say you go with a hospital birth. It sounds like you're reluctant to do a hospital because of the nurse thing. Is that accurate? Um, honestly, I'm still on the fence. because So my mom had a, her best friend in the delivery room when I was born, Aww. and she had to catch me as I came <sighs> out because the nurse was not paying attention. <laughs> And I have this like flat part on the back of my head and I'm, I'm self-conscious about it. And I feel like that's, it's all her fault. Oh, wow. So you have this woman dropped you. Oh my God. So no wonder you're um, not into a hospital birth. That kind of makes sense. So yeah, right now I'm just trying to work it out like logistically because like it costs less to pay for a midwife. Yes. And then, and do it at home. Like, but then if there's a complication or something, you have to go to the hospital anyway and you end up paying for both. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's a lot. That's true. So look, I had a hospital birth both times, but I have had friends who have given birth in their living room. 
Uh, I had a friend just, she, all three of her kids in her living room here in LA, 10 pound babies too, and healthy and everything was fine. I've had people do birthing centers, which are near hospitals. Um, and they, yes, they had, eventually she had to go to the hospital to have a cesarean. But I mean, look, um, research, obviously what makes financial, I'm not a doctor. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> I'm a fucking comedian that's just had two children. But from my friend's experience, like you can totally do it at home. That's why I asked you, are you medically, are you, do you have any complications like gestational diabetes or anything that would require, like you're young, you sound young. Yeah, I'm, I'm 26. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And if there are no complications, I would say hiring um, a reputable midwife and you could do it at home. And yeah, if, if some, if the shit hits the fan, be close. Are you close to a hospital? Oh yeah, I am. It, but that's kind of the issue. I, I, like I said, I'm from Indiana. So like I'm close to hospitals that like in, in LA, like you probably have the best type of doctors and nurses, but um, you know, we don't, we don't really have, the the most skilled people around here so you don't oh so you don't trust the medical community there is what you're saying yeah it's if you're a really good doctor you would go to like a bigger city or a better place for better pay i would assume okay well um how about this because i had two hospital births i'm not as well versed all like i said i have friends um home birthers are, are there any home birthers and in, are you in indianapolis proper or around there? Um, no, I'm in, I'm in Bloomington, which is oh. is a bit south. Great. Can you guys write in where my mom's at at gmail.com if you're in the Bloomington area and if you have had a home birth or a hospital birth, if you can give this woman any insight. Her name is Hope. <laughs> um, any oh. insight. And you know what, Hope? I will read it on a, an episode coming up or I'll just call you back. But I will read it on this episode so people can hear the information as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, but, you. but you know what, man? I, I got to tell you, you got to go with your gut here because you know your body and you know, and and so much of what I've learned is um, with birth is that if you're in your head and you're freaked out, your body's not going to relax to do what it needs to do. So whatever is going to make you feel, I mean, this is just my, like, I don't know, I'm not a medical professional, but whatever's going to make you feel at ease, do that. And if you think being in your home or maybe going to a birthing, birthing center, being in your own tub or walking around is going to help you, then fucking do that. It's your body. It's your birth. Um, how are you doing with pain? <laughs> What's your threshold? Um, honestly, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of the pain. Everyone oh. tells me I should be. But, like, I've, <laughs> I've had, like, I mean, I've had painful experiences in my life. And when I reflect on them, I'm like, I don't really remember how painful that was. Like, it, you kind of just forget. Yeah. So even if it's really painful in the moment, when it's done, it's that's it, right? Like, that's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, um, contractions come in waves. And so I, like, I've only felt contractions up to about four minutes apart. And then I had epidurals. So at four minutes apart, they're pretty intense. Um, but they're man. Obviously, women do it all the time. Um, what else was I going to fucking say to you? I wish my, I wish I'd slept last night and I can remember what the heck I'm talking about, <laughs> but I do think it's up to you. And do you have a good midwife? Well, I've, I've only talked to a couple of them online. I haven't like taken a huge step, mostly honestly, because my family is just like, don't do it. Cause oh. yeah, they're afraid something like crazy is going to happen. And, and I mean, there aren't a lot of people doing at home births in, in Midwest Indiana. Oh, I would, I would assume. I got you. Okay. They're very unfamiliar with it. Oh, okay. So that's a different story because here in LA, we're complete 
um, nut bags and there's a million you can for, <laughs> you can find any person to do anything um, you can give birth in a creek if you want here so I would go then with whatever is the most uh, you know feasible what what makes sense uh, what's for the safety of you and the baby because ultimately you just want to get that kid out and you want to get it out safely and make sure everything just go, goes on you know so do your diligence Ca- yeah. talk to the midwives as you can talk to the hospital take a tour of the hospital I would say I would say before committing, just so you know what what their maternity ward is like. How, how's your uh, OB? You have a good doctor? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've actually had like two different ones because I had one. I went to one in my hometown when I first found out, and then I went to one here for like an ultrasound like a couple weeks ago. I'm trying to like go sparingly because, like I said, I'm not committing to anything. Oh, you're yeah. trying to go sparingly. Yeah, I would talk to the doctor too. Maybe they know. Maybe your doctor has a resource you're not aware of, you know? Um, just try to gather information at this point, and I'm going to help you do that. So ladies out there in the Bloomington area, email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Let me know what you did. Um, but again, it's a personal choice, you know? I don't know, man. Sorry. I I'm know, not so. I, I'm, honestly, I'm probably going to go for it. I'm, I'm probably going to go for it. I've just... I, I needed someone to push me over the edge a little bit. Oh, oh okay. To make the commitment. Because it sounds like you're <laughs> leaning towards home birth. It sounds like that. Is that, am I, is that right? Yeah, maybe. I was just hope like, oh, I, I won't, won't say I'm hoping that I, a nurse was mean to you, but I was hoping you'd have a really funny story about how some really mean nurse was like rolling her eyes at you yes. in the middle of birth or yes. something like that. Yes, I do. I have Ugh. many. I had, when I was pushing out my first kid, Ellis, literally in the process of pushing, the nurses had a shift change. So all the six people looking at my vagina left the room and then like a new <laughs> six people came in. Um, that was fucking horrendous. And then on the second birth, every time I would push um, and I, if I if the push wasn't productive enough for them, they would literally roll their eyes and be like, no, no, no. They would go like, oh, like, oh, fuck, oh we're going to miss God. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it was I would would just have to go off on the nurse like in the middle of the birthing (laughs) process like pause I know I know know. well this one kept cracking jokes because she I guess knew we were comedians and I at one point I had to be like somebody get Shecky out of here because I can't fucking deal with you like (laughs) you know there's serious moments in your life and when you're pushing a person out of you you don't want some bitch joking um so yeah I mean look but again for every shitty nurse I've had women that were just uh, just guiding angels of light but it sounds like you want somebody to validate what you want and if you want to have a home birth have your motherfucking home birth but <laughs> definitely do your research get your midwife find some bitch that you trust and make sure she's up to snuff medically so that she can detect if there is a problem and which hospital you should go to and then research the hospital you should go to as well do a tour of the ward in case you do have to go down that road um i don't know mm-hmm. that sounds like what what you're leaning towards i hope 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 Hope. Yes, Hope. <laughs> I love you, Hope. Yeah, uh, I love you too. <laughs> I got her to say I love you back. Well, I hope this helps, my love, and I'm going to keep you posted. We're going to keep an eye out for those emails from you guys because this is, after all, a mom community, a real one. Um, but good luck with your pregnancy, and I'm happy to hear that things are going well so far. Yeah, thank you. I And thank you for having me on the show. I, oh I, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited that... Somebody actually wants to be on my show. So thank you. <laughs> All right, Hope. Take care. Good luck. Gain weight. Enjoy eating. Fuck it. Fuck the points, man. You're preggers. Go for it. Okay. Thank you. All, All right. right. Bye. bye, sweetie. 
Okay, let's take a break from the show to thank our sponsors. This episode of Where My Mom's At is brought to you in part by The Real Real, The Real Real. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Are you kidding me? New arrivals come in daily and every single item is authenticated by the Real Real's team of experts. In fact, the Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. Shop online, visit one of their original stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or their newest location at 870 Madison Avenue in New York. You may also visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. In-store new customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Wow. I love the Real Real because I like designer handbags. Yes, I do. And I don't want to pay full price. I love the Real Real because they have all the brands, all the great um, designs that I like, all the great styles without, without the ridiculous price. And why not recycle? Recycle these items. It's so sad that people just, um, you know, what do you do? You should recycle. Come on. Come on. Shop in store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with a promo code REAL. That's therealreal.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items. Thank you, Real Real. All right. This episode is also brought to you in part by Michelin. Fellow parents, this has happened to all of us at some point. You're driving in the car and the kids are arguing in the back seat. You turn around for a split second to break it up when you look back at the road and suddenly there is a car inches away from your front bumper. You slam on the brakes, hoping to stop in time. You want tires that perform well with every stop. And that's where Michelin comes in because stopping safely consistently matters. The average family will stop and often emergency stop some 20,000 times per year. Michelin, unlike other brands, builds their tires to perform every time. Across every diaper run, pickup, drop off, and road trip. When worn Michelin Premier All-Season tires come to a complete stop, some other worn tires are still traveling over 15 miles per hour. Michelin is the world's leading tire manufacturer. They are dedicated to enabling mobility and safety for all parents driving around with their loved ones in the back seat. Michelin has a rich 125-year global history and an unwavering dedication to provide products and services that make driving around with your families safer, more efficient, and eco-friendly. So next time, when you're looking for new tires for the family car, consider Michelin Premier All-Season Tires. Michelin performance every time. Thank you, Michelin. This episode of Where My Mom's At is also brought to you in part by PACT. You know when your kids put you in the hot seat, peppering you with questions. What are cars made of? What is the sky made of? What are my clothes made of? PACT, an eco-friendly clothing company, wants to make sure you at least have a good answer to the one question. No gross stuff, just 100% organic 
cotton. Can I tell you how hard it was for me to find 100% organic cotton clothing for my children? I actually did uh, search for it because I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, you want good stuff for your kiddos at a reasonable price. And this is when I found Pact and I love them. Pact makes super soft organic cotton clothing for kids ages newborn to 12. They do all the worrying from farm to closet so you don't have to. They grow 100% organic cotton with no synthetic fertilizers or chemicals. They invest in the people who make the clothes. That is fantastic, starting with the farmers. So care is imbued in their product um, the moment it's plucked from the earth until it hits your kid's skin. And you know what they don't do? Mark their products up just because they're organic. Everything is fairly priced. For example, t-shirts, get this moms, are just $6. Why? Because fairness seems like a good quality to model. Pact wants kids to love their stuff too, so all of their clothes are crazy soft and tagless with fun colors that allow kids to mix and match to make parent-approved outfits. P.S. Pact also makes clothes in adult sizes too. So shop head-to-toe goodness for the whole family at wearpact.com use code wearmymomsat to get 20 percent off your first purchase that's w-e-a-r-p-a-c-t.com and the code wearmymomsat thank you pact okay back to the show omg moms dads i'm so excited today because sitting next to me is the legend, the silver fox, Dr. Drew of Dr. Drew After Dark. Thank this is our time. This, this is our time. This is our time. This is it. Dr. Drew of Dr. Drew After Dark. I've moved the shit so I can read what these things are. There you go. Your show, you're here in studio jeans. Uh, your yeah. audio is We released. share this desk. We share this very yeah. desk, mm -hmm. but your show's much uh, more profesh. The audio comes out Thursday mornings and the videos are up Fridays at noon on YouTube. You can email Dr. Drew at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com or you can leave him a voicemail, 818-253-1693 and just go to drdrew.com to catch up on all his shows because he yeah. does a lot. And He's I've busy. never loved an audience more than the moms. Really? Really. Uh, the mommies or, or moms? All the whole mom house world. The mommies and Tell your moms. Me. Just because they're, they're so the enthusiastic and they're very appreciative and they're into it. They're into it and they love you as much as I love you. And can I tell you something? And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I've been listening to you since I was 13. That's weird. So weird. But I just want to thank you for doing what you do oh. and giving a rip about you, people the way you do. It's I fantastic. do care about people. I care yeah. about people like to a fault. You think so? Yeah. Is it interfering with your life? No. I, it's it's a kind of a codependency. But but I... <laughs> But I, but no no seriously I like I can't I can't imagine not being completely interested in the human experience. Me too. Why bother? That's what we're that's what we're doing here. Yeah, the unexamined life is not worth living. And you, and you need to call those guys <laughs> from the unexamined it. life. Stop it! They give me anxiety. They're way too smart. I can't do. It. Okay, we're, okay, this is a second a separate conversation. Yeah. Um, my cousin Shadi wants me to tell you uh, that she's had a crush on you since she was thirteen. So shout out to my cousin Shadi. Hi, Shadi. And she also provided this opening clip that we're oh, going to start hallelujah. with. Here you go. Oh, let me set this. Oh, let set me set up? this up because it's not a, an audio clip. This <laughs> this father is wearing the cut off jean shorts that his daughter wants to wear out in public. Oh yeah, I love this dad now. <laughs> Where are they at? Where are your butt cut shorts? <laughs> oh yeah. Your the new ones that we just bought. They were supposed to be a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, he's made his point. Yeah. Point made. That's yeah. it. I always swore that if my kids got a bunch of tats, I'd just sleeve up. Just go, really? Here we go. Let's go. 
it's See, on. Now I wanted to ask you because you you have three very successful, healthy, happy adult children. Yes. Did you ever have to do this to oh, your I'm daughter? Oh, I'm sure I did stuff like that. I mean, I maybe not quite that. Uh, I'm not that creative that I would think to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see you doing no, that. But I'm sure we've done stuff to scare to scare them. Yeah, you yeah. you you think fear is a, a strong motivator. I I believe in fear too. As long as you as long as you are super clear that you're not just blowing smoke. Uh -huh. Like if you, you have to be the executioner, you have mm. to, you have to literally care as little as the guy that is chopping heads off. You just gotta like, that's part this. of parenting. Consequences is what Con you're you have to deliver the consequences and you have to go, look, it kills me. Yeah. But you did it and I got to deliver. Well, you know what? That segues perfectly into this first question that I have for you. This is actually from a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, she writes, I was raised by an Asian immigrant parents who uh, were... As though, as though she's not Asian. Sorry. <laughs> I was raised by Asian immigrant parents. Right. Where physical discipline oh, was yeah. the norm. Right. Most kids raised by and Asian parents... And notice how she already glosses it. Physical <laughs> discipline. It's called... It's called abuse. It's called beating physical young abuse. Kids. Yeah, beating you know children. What, you yeah. know what's so funny is I was just thinking about it because I'm writing a bit about how my mother would hit me with a wooden spoon mm -hmm. and how just barbaric that is now to even contemplate. But back in the 80s, I feel like people. I, that's a very old country thing, oh. the wooden spoon thing. Just the the the, the wrap. It was <laughs> not. It was not. You shouldn't hit. You should. No. Should wrap on, on you. my butt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wrap. And it was called a fuckanal, in Hungarian, a fuckanal. So I would grab my butt and I say, "No fucking now, mommy. No fucking now. <laughs> no fucking now, no mommy. No fucking now." This I know the neighbors were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> we're not going to do anything, but oh we're just going to wonder. Okay. No so here's here's my friend Rick. She goes, okay. "Most kids raised by Asian parents can attest that unless your plan was to die a horrible death, you would never give any kind of attitude or backtalk sure. to your parents." Sure. Cut to me now. Or the parents would kill themselves. Right, shame because it's another different shame. culture, yeah. Uh, cut to me now raising my own kids at a time when every psychology and parenting book or blog insists that corporal punishment causes irreparable damage to kids and simply mm. does not work. Mm. Overall, let's, let's refine it, but go ahead. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes. She writes, overall, I would probably agree that there are better methods, but the attitude thing I can't seem to curb. Any advice on how to handle it? Because if, if my seven-year-old rolls his eyes at me one more time, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> Unpack it. Go well, for I, it. I, I, Go for I, it. Go I, for I'm it. wondered. I, you, when one of the jobs of being a parent is taking yourself out of it. What does that mean? And like remove yourself from it. So if you're having emotions, you gotta. I mean, we're naturally we do, but you have to kind of remove yourself from it. Like we found ourselves yelling a lot with three kids. We were yelling. We got something. Something's wrong with this. We went and saw a behaviorist. He gave us a book. He said, "Do this, this, this." We, we missed things steps earlier that we should have been doing so we didn't get to the point where we were yelling. Mm. There's, there, you need to apply discipline uniformly and regularly and early. Tell, how it early? It takes a lot of energy. By, I don't mean early in life so much as early in the process. Early like, in the process, three years old, two no, years old? No, 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 old? no. I'm, oh, yes, three and two years old. But I mean sl things that we let slide, Yes. you can't let slide. Such as throwing a cup. My exactly. kid throws a cup. You, Action. Consequence. Consequence. Boom. Let's you say you can't let things go downstream. Uh huh. Uh, and that's that's a key, key, key part of it. And and there are so let's talk about the corporal punishment. Mm -hmm. thing. There are always better and more effective ways to shape behavior mm -hmm. than hitting. Always. Mm -hmm. Now the one time it's technically okay to hit is if the kid does something that you need to stop immediately, like mm -hmm. running in front of traffic or something. Just, boom. I don't care what you got to do. You got to stop it. Okay. Uh, but there are always better ways. And there's a, there's a, like a direct relationship between probability of physical use of physical force, let's say, and 
increase in the behavior you're you're trying to stop and increase in other behaviors down the line interesting you, so, it's, so it's, you're it's, saying is if you do hit your child it's actually going to increase the bad behavior this, the behavior will stop and then it will come back and will come up back above the baseline and why is that because it's not a good way to shape behavior because i do because kids start kids get kids get indignant They're like yes. oh you're really okay yeah now, now I'm looking for ways to get around you and deal yeah. with you oh, and you're so yeah, smart, right. so crafty. Yeah. As opposed to every, you know, systematically applying, you know, time out or whatever it is you need to apply, taking things away. Taking things away is the most That's powerful shaping one. of behavior. Well, I was going to ask you that. So you're saying give consequences, I'm assuming that are age appropriate. Yeah, I, I, you know, having not done this in 25 years yeah, now, right. I'm imagining there are new ideas about how to apply those consequences, but I definitely am of the opinion, and I know I'm not wrong, early, systematic, consistently, and often. And in fact, even applying stuff randomly just to let, let them know who's in charge. Well, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Uh, so it could be taking toys away. Taking toys Powerful away. Powerful motivator. Ta taking privileges time, away. Privilege away. Time away. Taking away from social situations. Whatever it is. Uh -huh. Learn how to do it. Do it liberally. Now, I have a great uh, friend of mine. She's got four children all Ouch. under like nine and under Can you imagine and they are so well behaved they came mm. to my son's uh, first she, birthday she party. She she's a black lady oh. <laughs> okay. and let me tell you I, i'm gonna have her on this show to give her wisdom she's fantastic mm -hmm. but she said that to me she goes my children are well behaved uh, in the grocery store and a woman came up to me and said how are they so well behaved she goes well because they know if they get out of line we're all going home that's a perfect bam that but it's, it's bam it's, and it's not with great emotion See, this is the thing, you stay out of it. You're uh -huh. like, you're just the executioner. It's like, well, that's it. Too Let's bad, go. consequence. So, I, I didn't do it. And I, we're going. Exactly, right. And, and, and if you're crying, it's not about me. Not my you problem. You did it, you did it. And to let them cry and let them have their tantrum mm -hmm. is what you're saying Absolutely. as well. And don't try to... I found that part difficult that's it, that's tough. because I would always yeah. end up picking them up and putting them in something as opposed to just sitting there while they had their tantrum. Though oh. it was always more effective if I could just sit. And let and it go. Let it go. Yeah. Let it ride. Because yep. that's not neglecting them. That's just be being there it's as being they... present while they learn to regulate their emotions. And that's enough, right? Mm -hmm. To teach them how to regulate their emotions. It's, it's uh, one of the ways. You gotta attune to it pretty carefully. And that's not that's not an optimum environment because optimally you want to reflect emotions and be correct. in a connect to good face to face. Ask kind of them how they feel, stuff like that. I, a lot a lot. I'm not a big well, I, I would argue that maybe more is made of language than should be. Mm. Uh, it, it's not so much about talking. Interesting. Uh, what I, is it I, I think we talk too much, let's put it that way. What is it about? Bodies in space mm. relating to each other. Just being, being attuned, being mm -hmm. focused, being present for that person. And then whatever spontaneously comes up, certainly saying it, mm -hmm. but not so much you know, to a three-year-old, what are you feeling? It's like, mm -mm. They don't know what the <laughs> heck's they happening. They don't care. They don't care, but you're right, because I find that when my three-year-old is acting up, if I just sit there and be with him, Correct. hey, why don't we sit down? Let's have a snack. Let's, why don't you sit on my lap? Let's oh, do something. Huge, huge, and then they, he calms down and he stops. Mm -hmm. But I think that what's really interesting about her question, you know, if my seven-year-old rolls his eyes at me i'm gonna lose my fucking shit so she's really that's a lot to say i'm gonna lose my right shit. just because a kid goes Ugh. so what's going on there she's having some thing reaction from her childhood she's right? being triggered triggered in some way and by the way i like to point out because i talk about that th that a lot on this show is this is not to blame children like i'm never mm. being like my kids are shitty what it is is your kids are going to be kids and act how they act. And then it, yeah. it just, your wiring gets activated. Right, well, and your history. And right. so in this case, she probably is, I, I would guess, 
extremely jealous that the child can have a reaction Aha. to her, which which she called what did she call it? Uh, attitude. Yeah, attitude. Talk. She she considers that at, at talking back or attitude, even though it's just a kid going. Okay. Expressing his just expressing or her, hers, just, you know, and if you want to curtail that, it's a little rough, but okay, you can try to do that. But don't you again can't have a reaction where you're going to lose your shit just because a kid's having a natural reaction. Mm -hmm. that's and that's your a, stuff, and that's a big thing of parenting too. It's always your stuff is it always it always is your stuff, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's a hundred percent right. And so, so what we do as parents is we either overcompensate for what happened to us. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I always oh, do that too. Oh God, my repeat. kids have the best life. Oh, oh I don't repeat. I don't repeat. Repeat. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. <laughs> you never talk to them with a heavy accent or anything? Just all the <laughs> fucking time, you motherfucker. Like my mother was terrible cursing at me all the time. But not yelling. I'm going to hit your just, head so hard. Just contempt. No no yelling. No contempt. That was contempt. My mother, that's what my mother gave that's me. That's what I'm saying. Time. That's oh. what I'm saying. But, but no yelling. We had a long talk on your mom's house I about know. contempt and yes. Tom's proclivity to get near contempt, but oh not actual gosh, contempt. Oh my gosh, no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to bring up something you and I casually discussed in the lobby as well um, when I saw you last time on your mom's house. Um, the importance of mom. Oh my God. No, yeah. no, it's, it's ridiculous. Let's talk about okay, that. So here's what, what I noticed as a father, which is, here we were, we had triplets, right? So we're trying to deal with that thing. I don't know and I, I really started looking at all the other mom stuff and I felt like these children took a, a hose and attached it to mom's body and sucked out all her energy and soul. <laughs> and, and that was what happened all day. And, and would never yes. attach it to dad. Dad no. had no interest in having it. Dad, there's some connection and some whatever, but that hose never gets hooked up. What? Uh, and so Why? it's always from mom. Always, always, always. always. And that to say this out loud is, is very taboo, I feel. Why? So. I don't know, because I feel it in my heart. It sounds complainy, but I, it's, it is a, it's an honor I, and a privilege. I, I want to say very go, clearly go. Yes. that this doesn't mean that two dads can't raise a beautiful kid. Are and you anti-homo? No, no, I'm saying, I know, I'm I saying know. exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> and don't you gender my children. <laughs> and, and, go ahead. And, or, or two moms, and one of them gets, I, maybe one even gets identified as mom, and the other doesn't. Who yes, knows? Yes, and, yes, yes. And maybe some moms aren't as good at this connector. Some kids aren't as needy of this as others. But I definitely saw this. In my own kids, and I've noticed it over and over and over again, and it's certainly in the psychiatric literature, or the psych psychoanalytic literature, how everything at the beginning is about mom. And I would argue that you have, you know, you have this big corpus callosum, so you're accessing more of the right brain. And before language, right brain interaction is what we're all into. Mm. That's all you got. And what does that mean, right brain interaction? Attuned, holistic mind reading. You're just, mm. you're being, you're sort of attuning to what's happening to the child. And I, all the best I could do was walk behind my wife and go, how did you know that? What do I do next? How did you know that? How did you know that? How did you know that? And I'm, I know. And it's just like, it's like some sort of weird, like magic act to me. I and know. I thought, wow, this is uh, different. This is a, and I'm attuned. Yes. I wasn't probably as good then as I am now, but, but I was a fair, you know, re, I was an attentive at least a focused yes. person. And uh, so you mm. think that the mother has a certain level of attunement that the There's father. No doubt in my mind. And, and why well, is men that? Men can why? develop, but we really have to work at it to develop. And it. why is that? Why? Because that's how nature. That's what evolutionary biology did to us. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, you it guys should are be that out, way. Uh, fighting. Bring the mammoth and stuff, and yeah. keep bringing the meat home and yeah. whatever. And yeah, uh, and agree. we should be very attentive, and we should be and 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 maybe super super clear. This is one of the things that drives me crazy about people that don't want to talk about the biological differences between men and women. If you want to make things equal, you have to first start talking about what's real. Mm -hmm. and, and then how do we then do, how do we get to equality then? How do we get to exactly the same? If we want equality of outcome, 
with men and women, which I think we, most of us do, if there are differences, that will, if we understand those differences, that'll help us get to equality. Oh, uh, you're saying some dangerous stuff right now in today's. I, I, I disagree, though. I, I, just, I, I know. I disagree, too. It's I, ra- What you're saying is well, rational. I've noticed, I've noticed, I talked to a guy, a really interesting scientist on my, uh, uh, one of my podcasts. And, uh, he Jordan t- Peterson? He was taking issue with Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. And he said that they were, in the name of speaking truth, they were still being biased and bigoted. And I thought, no, 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 they're all about just... Let's just discuss the truth and then we can... And he did, he had some good points. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to discuss the truth, you have to be very careful. Yes. You have to make sure all sides are represented in addition to how you put put the truth out. But there's no objective reality anymore, don't you know? It's all... (laughs) And there's no gender. We're all just one big... Reality uh, is objective. It's objective. Yeah, well, it's objective There's a great scene in Annie, uh, Love and Death. Do you know the movie Love and Death? No. Oh, you would love it. (laughs) It's a a Woody Allen film. I've never seen that one. Is it an old one? The 70s? Old one, 70s. I got to look it up. I'll I'll watch it tonight. It's about, it's it's a takeoff of every Dostoevsky and Tolstoy novel all all smashed into one. Those are my jams. And he makes fun of the philosophy. He makes fun of it in in a very high level, subtle way. I love it. Okay, listen, I only have you for a half hour and there's so many voicemails. okay, okay. Um, do you want to do... You promised you'd watch Love and Death tonight. I will. I swear to God. I will. Pay, pay I promise. attention. You I will promise. Not, not be attuning to kids at the same time. Um, let's you, talk you about... I, I'm saying not tuning into kids. No. They're... Watching a movie. Fucking sleeping. Watch, okay, good. And mom okay, does okay, CBD good. oil and I chill out. Oh, That's my time. Oh, nice. Which, uh, which segment Low do you want to do next, Christina? I would like to get into some sexual questions because mm-hmm. I think a, I've been getting a lot of um, voicemails about sex cool. after... After babies. Yes. It's a thing. It's a freaking huge thing i'm trying not to curse so much do we do you have one on deck nadav that you can play all right because i have one that i can read Nadav is so good at selecting the voice yeah why don't you go ahead and read the first one i'll find a good question he sets them up very subtly and then blows our mind he's so great (laughs) big love from uk hi hi mommy uk mommy here my baby is eight weeks old oh boy i know all i hear from everyone god bless you god bless you (laughs) wait you're in the weeds man you're in the dark forest wait until 12 weeks it gets a little better okay little um More okay like here months. we go so she he's, she says everyone all i hear from everyone is is it your first then they laugh when i say she's my only i'm not doing that again mm. i had such a horrible time with the birth that it has traumatized me so much and mm-hmm. she writes i was terrified of having an epidural but had to have one my fiance had to put me in a headlock mm-hmm. while they administered it as i was crying and being hysterical Maybe well, she shouldn't have guess. another kid. I know. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, the epidural is your best friend. Did right. your did your wife? Oh, she probably had cesarean with triplets. Oh, we were high tech. We had triplets. I mean, yeah. we were, she was in the hospital for six weeks before we had babies. I mean, it was a mess. Yeah. And, and she almost died afterward too. Uh, why? She went to shock, and she, you know, three circulatory systems were removed from your body. She gained fifty pounds, lost fifty yes, pounds, yes. lost fifty on the table. Yes. With the flu, uh, there's twenty pounds of baby, twenty pounds yes. of fluid, right? Yes. Uh, and. Uh, and she'd had a Bell's palsy, which her circulatory volume had been expanded so much that it choked off the facial nerve as it comes out of the skull here. So as they put her on anti-inflammatory, put her on steroids in moderate to high doses, and then didn't give her stress steroids after the babies were out. And she went into shock. <sighs> and it, I, she really almost died. It was really I don't, catastrophic. Yeah, man. But you know, birth is no joke. No kidding. And it's weird that humans survived in nature. It's just weird. How did we do this before science? Before uh, uh, people, before doctors were washing their hands. Very few. <laughs> Remember, there's a story: yes. the guy that uh, that started yes. washing his hands because women were delivering on top of corpses. Were yeah. you telling me? I don't know. Anyway, 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but, anyway. Anyway, here we are. Okay, of course it worked. But I also ended up in theater for a Vontuse and episiotomy. Yeah, girl, I had two of those. It's no fun. We ended up staying in hospital for almost a week. I like how the Brits stay. In hospital. In hospital. <laughs> and the thought of being pregnant again makes me want to jump in front of a bus. Well, you it, know what's going to be weird? Yeah. It, we experienced this too. We're like, oh my God, this is so awful, so awful. At two years of age. Yeah, right? I know. When the kids are two. I know. You look at them and you go, they're so cute. We yes. should do that again. That's and, what and, I like. And you have yeah. absolute amnesia yeah. to the first year. <laughs> It's the most bizarre amnesia. Both the father and the mother get the amnesia. No, that's when I kicked in too. And yeah. I was like, we got to do this again. And then you have, I want another. And then you have something oh. called state-dependent learning, which was when you're back in that state, it all comes rushing back to you. Yes. And it's like, what the was I thinking? Yeah, the minute that baby Julian came out of yeah. me, yeah. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I'm here it thrilled, goes. but oh Here it goes no. again. Oh, yeah. what did I do? I remember this. Okay, so she says, it actually upsets me to hear people say things like, you'll have another before you know it, which is just I, I, what she I meant. said. I, we're advising her not to. We're giving her permission not to. The young lady, young lady from uh, yeah. Hempstead the Heath. UK, yeah. <laughs> Do not have to have those babies. But she says, it's that bad. It, oh, it's that bad that I'm too scared to have sex because all oh, I have in my head oh. is sex equals yes. pregnancy. All right, she needs to get over that. Yeah. Because there are these things called birth control, all yeah. kinds of things she can do to prevent the pregnancy, yes. including get him whatever, you know, get him tied or whatever, or whatever, just do something. Well, I heard that that's not 100%. It is not, uh, but to use a couple methods if you wish, but you don't have to get pregnant. Not to you don't have, so it's you're ridiculous. telling her. It's, fear, it's ridiculous to be fearful of getting pregnant when you have all these great contraceptive methods. Contraceptive, but also keep in mind, she's only eight weeks postpartum, so I'm thinking she's okay. got a little well, bit I'm of that PPD in there. you're correct, and I'm guessing you have other questions about postpartum, so right coming let's up. go so we'll let's get into let this. it let's rip it. let's literally tear fuck but well, hold on let's let's hold let's talk forward. sex first of all yeah yeah so i having had two episiotomies mm -hmm. a girl i know when you're after you give birth you're like there's no way a penis is ever going inside there ever again. right this is mortifying and what's worse than episiotomy is a tear oh <laughs> that's why that's, that's why that's why you that's why, I know. That's, that's why, why I'm thankful for that's the. That's why you have the episiotomy, yes. exactly. And I've seen horrible tears, terrible tears, all the way through the musculature of the rectum. It can be bad. You can go all the way up into the up into the pooper. Yeah, that's the, mm -hmm. that's how I had a full. Okay, anyway. Yeah, but it can tear all the way up there. And then so it's let's awful, so, so let's talk about healing time. Let's talk about getting your mojo back. Um, I am always coaching up the dads to cool the jets and focus on being a father. I and, like this. And not stop worrying about when you're going to have sex yeah. because you will eventually. And you've got to, there's a much bigger task at hand Yeah. and uh, protect and cherish and, and support your wife. Let her heal. Your penis will not fall off. Your penis will be fine. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, boo-hoo. I can't boo -hoo, come. Stop, oh. stop it. Oh, I have it to is, ejaculate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, by the way, Nadav, if this is what she actually becomes like, it sort of offends me. But anyway, it's all right. It's, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm offended, Dr. Drew. So, <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> I have sexual needs. So, <laughs> but but the God's plan was, uh, yeah. or however, the great magnet or revolutionary biology or expanding entropy, whatever you want to call it, plan was that you would not have a baby for at least another year. 
Correct. Because they're not sufficient resources to have babies on top of each other. You're just speaking of how do we get by in nature? It, just, it would have been impossible. So what you're saying is the body after you after you give birth, your really the female takes body a year. a year takes a year yeah. for you everything to kick back in, and even then you could need a little help with that. And and understand that you, what your aversion to the penis and your husband yeah. is biologically based. It, you, it's well, not only that, I feel breastfeeding um, messes your hormones yep, too. So it now does. you doesn't it mess with your estrogen? Everything. So it's everything actually and, drier down there. There and hurts more uh, yes. if you're breastfeeding. Yes, breastfeeding just prolongs this whole process. The prolongs the whole process yeah. of of healing is what you're saying, um, or your vag of, kind of getting its of just being not mojo. available because you're, you know, your body's feeding somebody else and it's yeah. it's shut down to do that. It's closed for business, so I can manage this biology. So you're saying the first year totally reasonable. Now mm -hmm. let's talk about. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have sex in that first year. I'm saying you shouldn't uh, go like this to your husband. Boo-hoo! <laughs> you should not, should not do that. Uh, <laughs> I need you ejaculating. <laughs> so you should be compassionate and be a good partner and try to, you know, do what's reasonable. Well, what I do is uh, it's called the loving assist. Because, because by the way... Yeah, as Dan <laughs> Savage says, a loving assist. Well, it, by, by the way, there's something to it because you want to stay connected and you want to have... Yes, kind of you assault. want a marriage, yeah. for yeah, God's yeah, sake. Yeah. So you, it's, not, it's not just dismiss it. Don't you no, know I'm recovering I, from a pregnancy? You know, it's no. like... Pay attention. No, I gave a loving assist. You do the bare minimum. You yeah. just do what you got to do to keep the it, husband you know, it, around. It, it took my wife, let's see, what's today? <laughs> Tuesday. About 22 years Yeah. to understand that male have, men have a biology that, that needs to be Maintained. expressed. expressed. Yes, yes. And, and especially Like anal glands now on I, dog. Right. Yeah. Exactly like yeah. that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I got to take Bitsy in once every month. Otherwise, those glands get real full, and then she scoots around on the floor. You guys are like that. You need to be milked. We, we do. That's we, what we, I say to my husband. We, that's why we, that's why we run around dragging milked. your asses to yes. the floor. That's exactly why. <laughs> Just, so, so it, and it, it, there is fluid that must come out. It yes. must come out. And, yes. and, and, and even without, now if someone without a prostate, now I don't create fluid, right? Right. Yes. But you've still got... But the same rhythm is still there. It's still all there. It's just not, it doesn't, it feels a little different. I must tell you, it's a little less um, like imperative. It's not, it, right, right. Like I have to do this right now. This is like, Interesting. just like you'd have to relief of anything else that needs to come out. I don't want to talk about you ejaculating. I'm don't dark. worry about it. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that oh, anymore. Oh God, I, I mean, Dr. Drew. I love great. you so clean. much, I'm Silver clean. Fox. So, okay, I'm going to hold on, hold on. So you're talking about one year, give yourself about a year, ladies, to get your mojo. And after yeah. bre once you stop breastfeeding, don't forget the estrogen. Uh, it takes a while to start cycling normally. And yes. yes, yes, yes. And to get the, the juices flowing down there because so, it dries your vag out. Yeah, some, well, the, the dry vag just means low estrogen. and Low estrogen and, yeah. because you're still breastfeeding, right? It, 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 not everyone gets that. But oh, you're, but, and sometimes it's worthy of getting a less estrogen cream in there sometimes, mm -hmm. depending on how dry it gets. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you can ask your gynae for that, by the way. Correct. And progesterone. Um, I was taking that. I stopped breastfeeding, but my cycles were all wonky and I took right. progesterone pills. Well, you sometimes you just take the birth control pill, take a, birth control a pill. combo pill and it gets everything kickstarted again sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. But that makes women crazy, that goddamn pill. It can. And by the way, no, no one discusses, this pisses me off. And sure. yeah, the feminists want to take a good topic. This is the, to me, one Go that for I find it. I love infuriating, it. which is no one discussed my my profession does not ever routinely which they should sit women down and really talk to them about what we're doing to them mm. with contraceptions mm. fertility treatment fertility treatment we treat them like an incubator 
Mm-hmm. We, the, have you, the, yeah, the, I know. The, I've the, been through it. Oh, you had the... Oh, I did the, IVF with my second oh my God. Clomid with the first. It, it, did anybody tell you anything about how crazy <laughs> making that was going to be and how it's incredibly unpleasant? Nothing. No. Just, here you go. We're going to give you a baby <laughs> yeah. and get on with it. And it's yeah. like, it is horrible. It's a lot. It's horrible. And I, it pissed me off when my wife went through it. I was No one to- prepared her no. for this. And I, of course, didn't think it through. I was, should have been able to think it through. I did not. Same yeah. thing with birth control pills. We're using all these high-dose progesterones mm-hmm. on women. All kinds of side effects. All kinds. What do you think the long-term, because I believe it too. It's evil. I was well, on it for many years. And the, the high progesterone. Like there's it. a guy named Goldstein. Uh, Jewish. Uh, yeah. Goldman? Goldstein? Uh, it's all the same. And, and it, so, so, Gold whatever. So I'm I blanking his name. I, I did a couple podcasts with him. He's a great guy. He has some research that shows that the essentially the estrogen receptor is di- there's sort of generally speaking two different kinds a long one and a short one that some women have. And if I remember right, if you have this long one, you're going to have a lot of side effects from the progesterone predominant pills, and sometimes it's permanent. Oh God! Even after you get off the pill. So like what? So what can happen to, to you? What, you what can is have that side dr- dryness, dryness. You can have mood veg, problems. Mood you can disorder. have uh, decreased libido and things like uh, that. It's great being yeah. a lady. Okay, yeah. let's play some voicemail okay. calls so because we have him here and I just love having him. Here. Where are the mommies? I know. Hi, mommies. I have a question. My husband. I know this isn't mommy related, but for <laughs> Dr. Drew, my husband likes when I don't take a shower before we have sex because he likes me to have a little bit of stank down there yeah is this normal or not yeah i do not like it but my husband thinks it's normal so 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 here's help us how how many times have you heard this question it's not abnormal i've heard everything it's something i've heard but it's not abnormal expert here um and if there was extreme issues he would probably like request the shower but I think generally when guys do this, mm-hmm, it sounds mm-hmm. very animalistic and stuff yes. like that. And there is something of that in there. But I think more than anything else, he doesn't want you grooming. He wants to, you to get on with the sex. You understand? Oh. He just, he's, he's like, it's not that he really, like he, he's, you're going to have the conversation about the stag. He's going to go, I like it. I like it. Yeah. He just wants to get on with business. Oh. You understand? You just blew my mind. Right. right. It, it's like, if you didn't bring up any, he just, let's just, let's just, let's just get going. Get let's on get on with, with it. it. Don't, don't stop there. I, I don't need the shower. And then she'll say, well, I smell it. I love your smell. I love your smell. Oh, oh see, he likes my smell. He loves it. Isn't that so, funny? Right. That's so interesting, Drew. Right. You're so smart. Well, he, he, here's the deal. It's very hard for men and women to think in terms of the way the motivational priorities sit in our head. Uh, it's just, let me you understand. Get, does it go, hold on, sex is number one, sandwiches, football, and then... You have to put sex like one, two, three, four, five. Okay. And, and then sandwiches and football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sex, 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 yeah. sex, sandwiches, football, yeah, yeah. And cars. It's, and, it's, and, it's, and God saw fit, again, nature, whatever, saw fit to do that to a 13-year-old, I which is the most know. bizarre torture on, on and Earth. And you've made your killing on Teen Mom because of these lunatics that have kids when they they well, want to teen, at 13. Teen, teen pregnancy is a marker for mental health issues. Let's be fair. I mean, sometimes it's an wow, accident, but like when this. you really talk to them, they always say, yeah, I know how to stop it. I, mm, yeah, what's the deal, man? The baby's they, gonna fix the problems. In uh-huh. life, so. And they wanna be a mom. They want love, yeah, 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 unconditional right, right, right. love. Most oh, okay. of the time. I'm saying all the time, but a lot of the time it's a marker for something's going on. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, next voicemail, let's go. Hey, Christina P. and Dr. Drew. This is Ray Lawrence out of Lynchburg, Virginia. I had a question. Wow. Um, I've been in the same relationship for about 16 years. Just had our first child a year and a half ago. Good for them. Um, 
Dr. Drew has brought up a couple of times in his own show about keeping uh, the sex healthy in a relationship. How do you do that after so many years? What would be your recommendation, whether that's a book, a course, or whatever? What do you do to keep the sex in the bedroom? You've been with Susan for like 55 years. years. I don't like the the sound of that after so many years. I love it. Why is that? Let's talk about it. It sounds like there's something missing, and I don't know what it is. Like, After like, so many like, years. like. Here's the thing: uh-huh. when you're into your spouse, you think in terms of today. Yeah. And true. you're into your spouse today, and your spouse yesterday, and now yeah. I'm still into my spouse tomorrow. Great. But yeah. when you, they're saying, "Oh, I'm tired after so many years." I don't know what the so many years is all about. Like, what, what, what has, what has gone? What has the baby? He's saying we had a kid is, a year and a half ago. Is it the kid? Is it the kid? Is it she doesn't isn't as into you or you aren't into her? So there's not, and and more often than not, I I, I got to tell you, years of doing love line and stuff, the majority of the time it's something biological. With with whom? Both or either. I mean, the, 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 that biology is so important. Uh, like we're just talking about, you yeah. know, During that year after, that's a biologically the year after you have a baby, your biology is shut see. down, and the getting that biology up again so that both of you can connect around it because you will you, you you'll re you'll imagine you'll immediately refine that thing you had 16 years ago it's 100%. The, same, it's the same thing it's not gone away it's the same 100%. but the biology can fade and you must pay attention to that so i would say you know go back i don't know if it's him it could be him maybe you need to lose a few pounds and, and do some resistance training because testosterone can go through the floor is it her because she just had a baby? Make sure she talks to her doctor about that so they can get it get it going again. Yeah, and okay. ladies, ask your gynees for these things, these creams, these whatever it yeah, is. <laughs> and I'm serious. Is. I'm serious. Hey, and but no one ask. and it, I'll tell you the other piece where women are poorly attended to is in menopause. Yeah. They just they just do not my Susan, just what you talk to her about. She, I would she love will to. go on about it. Because we'll she had early it. menopause, it was missed. They kept telling she was depressed, this, that, and the other thing. She got on the right hormones and was like, Oh, I'm pissed. <sighs> And it took about 10, 10 years before they got it right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's suffering. It's just suffering. It's ridiculous. Um, and also I would say to the ladies out there, when you, listen, you got to maintain the marriage. I don't know. How do you feel about sleep training? I was going to, I wasn't going to bring it up. What Did you that? sleep train your kids? Oh yeah. Yeah. So do, so do we, we have three. You had to. You had to. Yeah. We had to, it was a survival thing for us. So yeah. well, and I know there's, it gets such a bad rap, but I mean, I don't these know. days there's mixed feelings about it and stuff. We, it was survival for us. Yeah. <laughs> so so far, so far, no adverse outcomes. Well, neither with ours, training. neither yeah. with our children, and we did it gently. There was no yeah. like t- crying. Well, and out one of them, one of them ended up with a crib in our room for a little while because there's some stuff, and it just you just you just struggle with it. You just do it. You struggle with it. You do it. But uh, my point being that you have to maintain your marriage because your children will eventually get older, and if you Ooh, don't have yes. the bond, and sometimes, ladies, listen, you got to fake it till you make it. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? You don't that. feel like doing it, but you got, I'm, and this is a, this is after your year. Yeah, and this is, drink and this your is, wine <laughs> and relax. You know what I'm saying? I'm being serious, Dr. Drew. Because eventually you will feel like boning again, yes, yes. but you got to fake and it till you that, make it. I understand when the biology is shut down, how aversive it can be. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. It, it literally, like you look at people kissing, going, what are they, why do they do uh, that? You know? And so that's how you know the biology is down. If you, yeah. if you look at other people and it looks kind of uh, weird. Um, but to be of service to your partner is not that hard. And it ends up being something that you typically kind of enjoy. And you also have to, it's like, there's like a care and feeding of husbands. 
I, you know, and I hate <laughs> to be Dr. Laura on it, yeah. but the bitch is right about that. Like you, you got it. You got a bone and you got to keep that bed marital. You got to get the damn kids out of the bed, man. That's oh, the only way, right? yes, yes, Cause yes, I, yes, I, yes. I always hear that the, we sleep with our children no. and the husband sleeps on the couch. Oh no, no, that's no, the no. beginning to the second part, which is we're filing for a divorce. Uh, yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Good, though, first the breast implants, then the divorce. <laughs> You, That's told usually, me, you told me <laughs> that. I see happen. You told me that, that when a woman gets the breast implants. It's staging. It's a, yeah. Staging for divorce. Staging for divorce. God, I love you. Okay, next voicemail. I want to get your questions in. And don't, don't write me about the breast implants. I know it's generally speaking, I've seen that. Generally. Before. He's yeah. saying in his experience. Yes, I've seen a lot of that. You've seen a lot of Question that. Question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Recently divorced, almost exactly Christina's age. What do you think the chances of uh, hooking up with Christina as my new second wife? What do you think? I think zero. <laughs> zero. I think zero. 0.0, like, but I'm flattered. Seriously, exactly zero. Zero. I really love my husband. exactly zero. Thank you. Yeah. No, I love Tommy. Yes, but he, she appreciates the gesture. Are you 23? All of you send your... <laughs> you like 23-year-olds? Puerto Rican? Okay. You like that too? You want something very different. I love different. Puerto Rican. Wow. That's my secret jam, but... Interesting. I don't know. Tommy's got that Latin. Like when he tans a little, I'm like, you look Puerto Rican. I like it. Wow, okay, you have on, a next vivid question. imagination. Go, Nadav. Hi, Jeans and Dr. Drew. I'm Jeans? 11 weeks pregnant and a first-time mommy. It's still too early to know the gender, but I was wondering what your thoughts are on circumcision. My oh. husband and I are leaning towards not circumcising, but I just wanted to know your professional opinion. Yeah. So, Thank you. Yes. Hold so, me on out. <laughs> so do as you please. What'd she say? Hold me on out. It's a YMA shout-out. Homie on, home on out. One I hadn't learned yet. That's Robert Paul Champagne. Oh, I'm home here now. Said, oh, home here now. He goes, I'm home I here thought now. she said homie on out. Well, right, but there was a debate whether it was homie on out. Oh, or it's I'm home, home here, here now. now. I, yeah. I know. Yeah, clearly, now. Duh. I, I communicate with him through through <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I have all kinds of special codes I use with him. Are you kidding me? That's right. Have everyone recovered from their visit to New York, by the way? And Worst, why? They didn't invite me for that trip. I just can't even, I can't even believe it. But you next one. You would have blown his mind. Next trip, I think we got I mean, Drew, that. you're going to New York in, uh, in like a month. <laughs> yes. Careful what you wish for, yeah. bud. We'll send oh, you over yeah. Oh, Oh, I am deadly serious about it. I am quite. Go for it. There, What's there, going on there? You're laughing. I'm going. Well, you know the address. And I'm going to show up dressed like Colonel Sanders <laughs> when I show up at the door. <laughs> I'm going, I want that job, yeah. and I'm gonna, yeah. I've got to show my goods. Yeah. For those so, of you who don't know the reference, it's Robert yeah. Paul Champagne, a guy who put a video on the internet saying he wants to mess with, you know, F black guys out of jail. Right. And, stuff. and, and it was, mind. and he was my opening uh, volley at your mom's house. <laughs> he was what you guys showed me first. <laughs> that was the beginning. It was the very I'm beginning. Sorry. And you were, and Tom was like, how about this guy? Anything wrong with him? And I got sad. <laughs> yeah, you always <laughs> got, get sad when we show he you He made clips. me sad. And uh, now I've gotten used to him. Yeah. And I want to go visit him. I can't have, wait. I'm going to have tea with him. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Circumcision. Okay, so wait. So What's circumcision. Your deal? Yes. Go uh, do as you please. I'm not taking a position. I'm not telling you what to do. But there are very significant health benefits to doing it. Really? Uh, internationally, there's a major push to have it done on everywhere because uh, males that are circumcised have lower STDs, lower HPV, uh, lower transmission of HIV. So it is it is significant and the the head of the cdc has been pushing for this for a long time that we could impact on the transmission of certain stds by just circumcising men uh, and particularly mm -hmm. hiv and aids so that's being advocated around the world the other thing is something you've never seen is a phimosis look up phimosis i may yeah these guys have seen it because <laughs> no, we had thanks. a long conversation about it they'll show you there it is here it comes oh, no. um it, it it's very you no know, ph ph there you go it's very common uh it happens a lot 
And uh, let's get a good Phimosis picture. There's one on the lower right there. Right. Well, that's not really it. Uh, eh, it's too good. Um, the point is, there it is there. See how on the, on the left, yeah. the head of the penis can't come out of the oh. sheath? And when it does come out, it's strangulating yes. like it is on the right, the paraphimosis there. And uh, it's extremely uncomfortable. And the more you sort of work it out, the more it tears and the more it scars, the more it narrows. Oh. So it is one of the leading reasons for men, to, adults, to get circumcisions. And it's no bueno as an adult. It's kind of unpleasant. And yes. kids, it's anesthetized. They don't feel anything. It's a nothing burger. So don't, don't don't talk about how the kids are the kids are hurt. No, no. Well, my not. my second boy, they put a ring around his yes, peener when yeah. he was born, yeah. and that just it falls off, deadens the skin yeah. over time, and yeah. he didn't feel a thing. Right. So That's it's painless. Way to do it. Wow, good to know. Yeah, we did our. And did you bury it in the backyard? And I ate it, ate and then, it then and I. Yeah. That's the other thing. Eat it or bury it. In the backyard. Sifted through my bowel movements to oh, keep so it could, for him. Yeah, of course. It's. And you made a ring out of it. Hi, Christina, queen of the mommies. I have a question for Dr. Drew. I have a daughter who is seven years old, and she is already a bit puffy in the chest area, so certain shirts she wears, she needs a sports bra. And I was just wondering if that was normal for her age. I have heard something about a hormonal shot that, um, females can get to well, delay it if no, they start developing I mean, a little is, early. I, I, and I didn't that. know if no, I needed. No. So uh, actually age eight, I believe now is the average age. This is peripuberty. This is prepubertal stuff. So it's a little bit of breast development, a little bit of pubic hair. It's really not puberty. That's 11, 12. That's later. Yeah, because uh, I do recall around eight or nine, just a little puffiness yeah. and like a, a little training bra situational. Yes. Not eight, eight, eight. Now, she's a little yeah. early at seven. You should talk to a pediatrician. There are conditions that can you know be serious that, that yeah. can cause pre, pre, uh, pre-pubertal development. Um, but I'm going to guess this is normal and let her be normal, her normal genetic self. Don't interfere with it, I'm going to say. Now, What's really interesting in all this is that let's say she does get breast development by the time she's 11 or something or 12. Mm. Kids are terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, Got them big old titties at 11. You know how much people are going to call her a slut and everything just because she has big breasts. It's so crazy. It's awful. It's heartbreaking. So just prepare for all that if that all happens. And get her a good support bra. Go get her measured. Go down to Nordstrom, get her measured properly, and get her a supportive one. Don't get her these flimsy Victoria's Secret nonsense. Take it for meal quadruple Ds. (laughs) You got to start early and get the good ones, the beige, ugly underwire mom bras. And then there's a a manufacturer out near me in Sanger Valley called the Wizard of Bra. <laughs> I always love that That's place. Clever. The Wizard of Roz. Uh, but anyway, um, but do talk to the pediatrician. Do talk to the pediatrician. Yes. Also, isn't there an HPV vaccine for boys now? Yes. And girls? 100%. Everybody get it. As soon as they approved it for males, I got the approval from my kid's pediatrician. I gave it to my sons. I couldn't give it fast enough. Fantastic. Prevents cancer. It's the only vaccine we have that prevents cancer. Oof. And what we're seeing in the non-vaccinated population Marked increase in head and neck cancers from HPV, anal cancers, penile cancers, and cervical cancers. And that can all be prevented with a vaccine. Well, the vaccine. Oh, my God. Don't even start me. (laughs) I've been screaming about this for years. My kid got whooping cough, pertussis, and not my kid's vaccinated. And the doctor goes, well, you can still get it. It happened. I'm like, well, why am I vaccinating mine? I just took, I just retook my whooping cough because it's been out. It's been in the community. Yes, I know. It's uh, we are set up for a major infectious disease problem. Please don't tell me. Oh, for God's sake. My son got typhus. 
Ah, ah. Yeah. That was like a plague disease. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a mm-hmm. medieval? Okay, next voicemail because we're going to lose Dr. We have a typhus outbreak here. P- stop, please. Yeah. I, I'm going to get control, Hi, please. Mommy and Dr. Drew. Hey. This is Jessica um, from Pennsylvania. My question for Dr. Drew is, is it a good or a bad idea to be naked in front of my eight-month-old daughter? Yeah. Um, I just thought... It's not for extended periods of time. I'm not walking around the house all day naked. Why it's not, just though? if I'm changing and I want to keep an eye on her, if I'm getting out of the shower and she's in the room with me. Um, my husband thinks it's going to be scarring to her, and I thought it would be promoting body positivity and being comfortable in your own skin. Right. Um, but I also okay. don't want to scar her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. So it's a balance. It's a balance between... It. It's really all about boundaries, right? How do you establish boundaries? Eight months old, I'm not going to see the here nor there. Um, why does it say mom fails ruined orgasm up there? Oh, we're going to play it yeah, for don't you. Get oh, okay. Don't get ahead. Don't get ahead. We're getting okay. there. You're saving That's for that. That's the finale. Yeah. Okay. That one's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so, but, but it's all about boundaries and when you start establishing more and yes. more firm boundaries. Naked for an eight month old is a non-issue. No. It's a non-issue. I'm going to do about age two-ish is about where right. it really starts. You know, you don't want to be showering. It's like a little bit weird at that point. What um, if it's a same-sex parent showering with the child? I, I mean, still? I don't. Have, they're no. They're no really firm, uh, firm boundary guidelines on this. You just have to kind of navigate your way through, depending on your family and what. And and some people want to stay naked around their kids in the name of body positivity. I'm not sure that's a good idea either because it's just too. It's intrusive. Yeah, it's too much for it's their. Too much it's for overwhelming. Their brains. Yeah, for it's, them. Overwhelming. It's, it's your stuff you're pushing upon them. Yes. As opposed to, no, we maintain some modesty. Just think in terms of modesty and boundaries. That's what you're trying to maintain. So, can I pee in front of my three year old still? Probably not. It's, I don't let him time, see my it's stuff. It's time to start. Yeah, yeah, it's time to start. He's potty yeah, training. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but it's time to start like, eh, I shut the door when I have the bathroom. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. He just, he does that thing. Hey. Yeah, hey, yeah. And you can, you know, a little Lock bit. It. Just, yeah, he'll get oh, it. God. It's fine. Okay, next one. You don't one. have to slam boundaries down on your kid. Slam it. Wait, yeah. Hi, Mommy Christina and Mommy Dr. Drew. I have a daughter that will be two in September. She has a bit of a speech delay, and her pediatrician recommended getting her into a birth to three program and speech therapy. A what? But it's become a point of contention in our home as my husband. Birth to three program? Does that sound like something? What is she? Her two-year-old has a speech delay, and the doctor wants to have her put, tested and put into a program. Okay. The father doesn't want to do it, and this woman. Why wouldn't you? Program and speech therapy. But it's become a point of contention in our home as my husband leans on the side of, she's fine, nothing is wrong. And all kids develop at their own pace. Stop trying to diagnose her. Well, I want to agree with him. I don't know. I don't want to be in denial of her delay and the possibility of autism. I want to get her some help before preschool. And I can't tell if I'm truly being a crazy mom and pushing unrealistic expectations on a toddler. But figure a little extra help couldn't hurt. What are your thoughts on early childhood development, milestones, and have you had any personal experiences with this? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a personal experience because triplets delay. No kidding. Trip, they do not speak until they're about two. And and my daughter's a writer now. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. And usually boys are slower than girls. Yeah. Yeah, and triplets are, are slow. They just were slow. I remember, I remember we had a group, uh, we had some four-year-olds over and they were about two and they were going, when are they going to talk? Why are they talking? <laughs> we're like, no, it's slow, it's slow. And, um, but I'm a big advocate for intervention. I mean, the earlier you intervene, the better the outcomes are in all things developmental and brain, all things brain. 
The more you get involved, the more you intervene, the better the outcomes. So there's sort of no reason. I mean, you're not, you're not treating her as impaired. You're treating her as, uh, it, it's, it's all done What's through- What's the harm is what you're saying. No harm. Right. It's all done through play therapies and things. It's his ego that's in the way. Mm -hmm. he, I can't acknowledge that my daughter might be impaired. I don't know if she is or she isn't, but get, be real. This woman well, sounds think, very realistic. I think realistic. the dad does want the testing in the classes. I think she's the one that doesn't want Oh, I thought it was be, the other way around. I got I'm the other not, way around. Anyway, whatever it is, the, 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 yeah, the just parent- Just fucking do it is what you're saying. Be realistic. Can't hurt. It. Yes. Okay, and let's finish off with the uh, the final, the coup, coup de gras. Is that uh -oh. what that word? The coup saying? de gras. Coup de gras. Please listen to this. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. fails. Uh-oh. Here we go. Super fail. Hi, Mommy Tina. First time, long time. Uh, this is Norm from San Antonio. I have a mommy-daddy fail for you. Um, we, me and my wife, decided it was uh, sexy times one night. And my five-year-old son was sleeping uh, on the floor next to the bed, but uh, it was sexy times. So uh, we were getting it on, and right when I was getting to the point where I was almost done and I was ready to splooge, um, I heard a tiny voice by the bed say, Daddy, what's that washing noise? Uh, and it totally ruined my moment. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that's my... Uh, so sorry right? it ruined your orgasm. Uh, yeah. That's a boo-hoo. Look at her. That's a do that. I can't um, come when my five-year-old's sleeping in the same room. But that should have been the five-year-old on the floor next door should have been no sexy time. No good. No bueno sexy time. Now, humans, Thank you. humans have often had sex around each other, you know, through history and stuff, but it doesn't mean it's good. It's not good. It's not. I good. agree. So, because yeah. uh, I actually get a lot of these mom fails or dad fail emails where they say we our, our child is sleeping in the same room. We have we're having sex and then no, no, like no, no. Why are you fucking in front of no, your kids? Don't do that. You it's not good. And I've seen lots of adults who get like voyeuristic and stuff. They were no. exposed to that stuff when they were kids. Oh, that's why, yeah. And they get a little hypersexualized and stuff. It's just not good for us. Not good. Lock your doors. That's another yeah. one. The kids who walk just in on you. Little, just a little, a little bolt lockers. You know, just a little barrel bolt. You know, yeah, dude. That, it's it eighty-five cents. Yeah, bro. Do not let your children see you having sex. And by the way, I don't know how you're even getting aroused when your kid, like when my babies are near okay. me. I'm not aroused. Okay. Man. Men get Men. <laughs> Sorry, I forget you guys are animals, Men. primates. And none of we animals. We talked about this at your mom's house. We're just we go we go bad because of it too. We just yeah. get sick. Because we start swimming sad. in cesspools and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? I, there, it's it's this mechanism. It's this biology. It makes them crazy. And I know because you study, you work with the human race. I'm telling you, the human and race, and the, nothing crazier than sexuality in men. It just goes, it just, it just goes, it pops out in various bizarre ways. You guys are disgusting. Okay. We are. I want you to hear one more. Sorry, okay. I do have one more for okay. you. This one's pretty amazing too. Oh, okay. Hi, Christina. My name is Lauren. I'm a huge fan of you. Thank you. And recently, just a couple of days ago, I had the biggest mom fail of my life. Uh -oh. My daughter's a year old. Mm -hmm. And uh, to celebrate, I decided to get some whippets to do and As everyone I was doing these on the other side of the gate. My husband was watching our daughter and he got the bright idea for me to put two cartridges and one big like something balloon. So I was like, yeah, that's a great idea, honey. So I did it and then I came to and my husband was slapping me in the face because I straight like landed on our baby gate, like huh. belly first oh. and then flipped the gate and then knocked my big globe that's made out of crushed rock like 
two inches from where my daughter was sitting. Oh. So, like, I literally almost killed my baby. Oh, she's I laughing? Because I wanted to, like, have a minute to myself. But well, again, I admit it to myself. Guys, <laughs> gonna suck up some nitrous oxide. <laughs> find that story as funny as I've learned. To go. I, I, I thank God you did not kill your daughter or yourself. Right. Uh, it's not so funny. I mean, most okay. So for people who don't know what whippets are, Doctor Drew, what is a whippet? Uh, they essentially are c- propellants, right? Uh, and the ones you want are the nitrous ones. That's yeah, the ones done those in like. college. Yeah, yeah. Those fry your brain. Not the nitrous, not so much. The, oh. the, the hydrocarbons do. The hydrocarbons. Well, whatever. It's when I used to buy it at the head shop in San Francisco, and you have a cracker, you put it in the balloon, and then you huff it, and it's like you're in Legoland. It sucks. It really fries my brain. I think it's nitrous. I think that's what people... They, 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 there's amyl nitrate, there's nitrous, and then there's hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons, bad times. Yeah, I mean, bro. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... You got to choose better drugs. He's got more for us, too. Do you want to? Let's keep going. Can we lecture her on taking whippets? Or are we not going to lecture yeah, her on it, taking Yeah, it, that's drug abuse, not drug addiction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't really get it. I've seen a case of nitrous addiction, but you don't typically are addicted to that. And the, it was a dentist. It was a dentist. It was yes, obviously. The they have all, um, And they get an access. ascending polyneuropathy, like a Guillain-Barre-like syndrome. And the guy, guy was, couldn't walk. Jeez. Yeah, 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 it's a good time. Well, no, I don't want to. And they get encephalopathic. They get really super crazy. Encephalopathic? Encephalopathic. Encephalitis? Like, the, like brain like cray? Confused. Like the brain isn't working right. I love it. Yeah. Do you have any parting, anything you would like to Is share with a, the a women? normal mom fail? Do, are you, if you're Let's down, do bro, normal mom let's fail. do a Five normal mom fail. Good, yeah. good. Hey, Christina. My name is Jody. I'm from Northwest Iowa. This actually happened a few weeks ago. I was in my car pumping because I have a 30-minute commute. And I rear-ended somebody. <laughs> Luckily, there was no damage. But I asked the lady, come over to me, because I was yelling at my window, can you please come over here because I'm pumping? <laughs> um, so she saw my tits and all. It was pretty great. <laughs> Bye. I think she's pretty great. Yeah, I like right? this one. That's not a fail. That's not a fail either. That's, that's, a, that's like an extraordinary... It's a it's a hero. What that is is a time saver because I tried doing that a few times, pumping and driving. It's really hard. I mean, I don't know how she's doing. Can't it. you go one side and then the other? You have to go both sides at once. No, you do one side or the other, but yeah. you're driving at the same time, and you got to make sure it's you know suctioned on properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bra- yeah it seems dangerous. Quite a seems thing. Dangerous. Yeah, it, it, is it, it affects your doesn't it affect your awareness and stuff too. Is a little bit soothing, kind of. Oh, it's relaxing. Yeah, it chills so, you. Out. And so, isn't that kind of technically driving under the influence? Oh my lord! Uh-huh. Now you're taking uh-huh. it. To a whole new level. Uh-huh. How about that? All right, next. My name is Amanda, and my mom's fail is I had my two-year-old daughter in Walmart, and I got I grabbed like a glass Starbucks drink and put it in the cart, and my daughter threw it on the ground in line, and everybody behind us had to move. And if that wasn't embarrassing enough, she started to scream, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Mommy always says that. That's right. The fa- that was the fail part. Well, don't say a fuck around your kids. Yeah, Whatever you say around your kids, you will hear it back. I know. I believe me. I know. Hey, let me ask you one thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kids on social media. Yeah. How do you feel about people posting their children on social media? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I, I fortunately didn't have to deal with that. Now time for some hot mom gas. Oh, my God. Did you hear? Wow. What about what? Sex- Sorry, wow. Hot mom gas. That's what this is. Uh, I this get topic it. is. It's, yeah. it's a, it there it is. Right there. I see it at the top of the page. Hot mom gas. Yeah. How do you um, feel about that? I think we're going to have a whole generation of kids that are pissed about it. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. Because it's non-consensual, public. I agree. You know, and especially from the minute they're conceived. I yeah. mean, there's photographs of you as an embryo. But I, I think I think the way maybe to 
don't know if people would do this, but you have maybe just have like like closed closed Facebook or closed closed Instagram just for your family and friends. That's it. I agree. And then yeah. then you share it with people that matter, and that's that. You shouldn't mm. be sharing the stuff with the public anyway. Not that. Not no. your children. No, I'm very against that. Yes. Yeah. And you, you have also... these Aryan beauties, though. Don't you oh my god, my children are so beautiful. <laughs> Don't you share them with everybody? Oh my gosh. No, no. There's just... I it's keep a them super in the house. race. I lo- really, they are. <laughs> they really are the best looking children. All right, we got one more from Mr. Drew. Cool moms. Sorry, I was a little late on that one. Not a regular cool mom. Moms. I get a little, I get a little <laughs> nervous when everything cool is coming my way. <laughs> nothing cool on this show, I guarantee. Okay. Hi, Mama Jean. Uh, my name is Nicole, and I have two mom sales from the day that my daughter was born. Uh, first one was I got the epidural, uh, went to sleep, and uh, the nurse woke me up to tell me that my child was coming out of my vagina without me knowing. So they were rushing to get everything ready, and she kind of literally just slid out. So now the joke is that uh, I have a loose JJ. <laughs> uh, the second thing is when she was about two days old in the hospital, they also gave me an oxycodone uh, for the pain that I was going through yeah. um, after giving birth. And as I was holding her, I accidentally whacked her head on the side of oh the gosh. baby, oh uh, like that clear nursery oh. bed that they give you. Yeah. I whacked her head on that. Um, and then I just started laughing that this is going to be my life as a mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I hope yeah. you enjoy the stories and keep those jeans high and tight. All right. Bye, Mama. Thank you. I like the way she punctuates things like my loose for JJ. <laughs> 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 it's just me. <laughs> it's just... Well, how does that happen when you have an epidural? Yes, you're numb. And I'm just... anything. So it comes out. They just didn't. Yeah, they it probably, wasn't her, probably wasn't her first baby. Yeah, and the nurses probably weren't checking regularly <laughs> enough, and then it can happen. It can fall you, out of you. You can come quick, yeah. Yeah. Um, but good. Love love her. Not a fail. No, not a fail. It's just, just a normal, survive. Normal, normal yeah, Surviving shit. as a parent. I feel and like I hit my kid's head on stuff accidentally. I had such a traumatic experience with my own son. I can't even think what about happened? it. What happened? Oh, oh no, I hate to relive don't. it. He Let's had... Do it for my show. Relive it. He had... <laughs> <laughs> entertain people go ahead sell advertising he had a we finally went at at age age one we went finally went on a trip to las vegas we brought everybody we brought two nannies with us because that's the only way we could move around and uh i was outside the room i went and worked out and i hear this noise and then i hear a (sighs) ba-boom and i hear susan starting to yell and i run in there and there is one of our sons unconscious no uh he jumped on the bed and flew off no. and hit his head. No. unconscious with really not a pulse no and got the paramedics and came in and long story short he had something called an arachnoid cyst that that when he hit his head it hit up against his brain stem and he lost all his vital function stop oh I know. my god okay so that was oh horrific horrific, horrific. Oh I, there's a lot to god. tell you there but uh fast forward we went we got the surgery. They open, they fenestrate the cyst so it no longer expands, so it's not an issue anymore. Kid played football and oh, he's in law god. school now and everything, but everything's oh, fine. Thank God. But about, oh my god, this is awful. About three weeks after his surgery, I was holding him. He still had like, like, staples in his head, and I was trying to deal with one of the other ones, and he flipped out of my arm, and he flipped in the air and landed on his head. <sighs> And then vomited. Oh, And no. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, no. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. I really felt like yes. I, I needed to, like, take something and poke yes, it in my eye. Yes, I know. Everything turned out fine, but it was a questionable couple of hours. 
I'm so sorry. Yeah. That is so traumatic. And there's no so guilt awful. like dropping your child or oh they, my God, it was so awful. something happens on I, your I, watch. I know. That's okay, Drew. I forgive you. Anyway. I forgive you. Do you figure It's now out? time for How I Almost <laughs> Killed My Kid This Week. You, go. you won. You won this week of I Almost Killed My Kid. Nobody's going to top that story. That's the ultimate I Almost Killed My Kid. It was so <laughs> awful. It was so beautiful. I know. I know. But I thank anyway. you for sharing. And so now anyway. you just made, but you made everybody listening feel way less. Guilty the point is, when she talked daughter. about dropping her kid on the head, I'm like, we all drop our kids we on our head. We all drop our children. I just happened to do it three weeks after brain surgery. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. <it's, laughs> I love you so much. Just, oh my gosh! It was so the most awful feeling I've ever had. Yeah, I can only imagine. Other than the other one, when I think about these feelings, is when Susan started to die after the delivery. That was also an awful feeling. How are you dealing with all this trauma? This is so much with children. Did you have a fucked uh, up time when you started to become a parent? Did it all come back? I mean, all my fucked up shit from my childhood? Yeah. I had chronic grinding abuse, and so I could take a lot. I yes, think. yes. Yeah. Will we come back and talk, talk about, about it that next time? We didn't talk about that and my therapy and all that stuff. You didn't talk, no, we have more to talk I about know, next I time. Know. Okay, next time my you're, therapy you're and my coming abuse. back. You're coming back. Okay. Thank you so much for joining Dr. Drew. Please check out Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, every Thursday morning, it's released the audio and then videos Friday at noon yeah. on YouTube. Dr. Drew After Dark at gmail.com. Please check it out. It's, it's so good. It's so fun. It's I such a great being show. Able to do it with you guys. Oh, so, I thank adore you. you. Thank you for being in Studio Jeans and being a part of everything we do here. All right, guys, until next time, where my mom's at. Stay cool, moms. <laughs> where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting thongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. 